Hi, and welcome to another edition of Science Boosters, the podcast for life science professionals. Here, you'll find the movers and shakers in the space sharing their insights on the evolution of the industry and how to grow a thriving company in these rapidly changing times. I'm Philip Heidbrink, CEO at SciLife, and today I'd like to share with you an enlightening conversation we had during our last SciLife webinar with Marloes Seysing, Global Head of Healthcare Industry Vertical at Use and Logistics. We tackled one of the main issues that some businesses in regulated industries face, which is how to create a successful business development approach by merging quality with sales. Don't miss out on this exciting new episode where Marluce reveals her best techniques and shows us how your quality strategy can be the best sales tool. With no further delay, I let you enjoy the session. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for coming online with me today. I have Marluce Seysing. Um, Marluce, maybe you can introduce yourself briefly. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Marluce Seysing. I'm uh, based in the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Background is uh, my living room, as uh, most of you are probably in. Uh, I'm the global head of the healthcare industry vertical at Houston Logistics. Uh, Philip asked me to enjoy this webinar, and we came up uh, with this topic uh, together. So uh, once talking about this topic, I would also give a little bit more um, information about my background. So that will come uh, a little bit later in this webinar. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the, the webinar is about the, the quality meeting the customer, right? Um, as a backbone of business development. So Marluz, um, customer-centric approach to, uh, to quality, right? Um, what does that mean for you? And how did you do that at Usen? So to explain a little bit more about that topic and why we picked this topic, we have to go back to a little bit of the beginning of my career. We'll not make it too long. We'll try to keep it a little bit brief. But I really I started after pharmacy school, so I'm a pharmacist. I joined Genzyme, a biotech company from out of the US, and I worked in the clinical supply department. And what I'm uh, noticed here is that when releasing that clinical trial material, uh, we really has to work with the quality department and it felt really rigid. It felt we really need to make sure that all the patients uh, got the supply uh, in the right time. And it was also really uh, medication for prevention for rare diseases. So they really need to get it the right time. But always it felt like it would, that, that Quality was a kind of a, a, a showstopper or a block. And I said, well, that needs to be different. So I, during that time, and of course, said it was a very high quality uh, company. And with the biotech and new medicines, you have to be really careful. But uh, during that time, I thought that when I ever get a new role within quality, I'm going to do it differently. And I thought about it a lot when working for Genzyme. Uh, well, Genzyme got bought, acquired by Sanofi. Don't go into details for that one. But then uh, I moved to a Dutch company in, in um, pharmaceutical compounding, and they were active in 30 countries, so really a global company. They wanted me to really reorganize their global uh, quality department. Um, and then I thought, okay, this is my chance to do it differently because it was really kind of a sales company, a very commercial company. And I wanted to be really compliant and to have a really good quality strategy, 
but I want us to add to the sales strategy. I want us to be very pragmatical. So what I did is really to make sure that my team of quality people, that their first priority was to be compliant, but also to think about, to really think into solutions. And then I was recruited for the job within use and logistics. So with use and logistics, it was even, it's a logistic company, not a pharmaceutical company. So uh, the way how you work with quality is a little bit different than in pharmaceutical companies, but they were really looking for a global healthcare quality director that would be part of the BD organization. The gap of the quality strategy within Newson was uh, kind of prohibiting them to grow in their sales strategy, eh? to, to grow their sales. So, uh, so then I was asked to join that to really develop a global healthcare quality strategy that would help our BD people to sell that, to bring it across to our potential customers to increase our sales. So what I did from that point of view is that I really was taking my experience in the pharmaceutical uh, company that was at that time almost 11 years and we're thinking about, okay, what do they really want? What are they expecting? What kind of quality level are they expecting? What kind of projects are they expecting? And based on that really developed a quality strategy. But now as a head of the healthcare vertical, I have even kind of more influence how the two teams are working together. And also because our business units like air, ocean, uh, contact logistics, the warehousing, we are building healthcare products with them also with quality, our quality strategy as the backbone of those products. So now I'm kind of uh, based on that really use quality strategy that we have been building as a fundament of, of our PD approach. Okay, and, and so how much, how much during the sales cycle are uh, BD people able to, to manage the whole sales cycle without the help of quality or, or maybe also the other way around, how much time is, is there uh, still quality people involved in the, in the sales cycle? So what we, what we try to do is because I really want quality to be involved in the sales process because I think they are the knowledgeable people to really explain in detail about all the projects. But of course, it's impossible to do uh, have because the, the business development uh, people, they need to first hunt for customer, have kickoff meetings, introduction meetings. I don't think it's of a lot of use to, to have quality involved in here. That's why we want to train all our salespeople that are involved in healthcare through our regional healthcare BD managers um, to, be, to be knowledgeable enough about all of this to kind of do the first couple of meetings. And once it gets more serious and we know, see more and more that also from the customer side, more quality people are joining those meetings. So from the moment on that quality people from the customer sides are joining, we also try to make sure that quality people from our side are joining. So Got it. during kind of the the, uh, um, the second uh, meeting during a tender or uh, there, there are uh, several kind of meetings where we see, okay, if there's somebody from quality joining, we will make sure that somebody is joining as well from our part. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. So the other thing that, that I was uh, thinking about when you were explaining how you, how you, started doing this effort within Usen, 
you have this business development team right on the, on the one hand uh, on the one hand and then you have this this whole quality setup uh with the whole um yeah uh team on the right hand side and then at some point there's this quality person that goes to the to the business development side and that is going to yeah somehow impose that we need to redefine our services our quality needs to be the backbone but they they, they are salespeople. They, they they might say we know what the customer wants we know what to sell we know how to sell it why is this quality person coming in and telling us what we should do and how right so what was the acceptance of the business development team to have this quality person lead them at some point i think there there are, there are seven uh, several aspects uh, uh in this and i think first of all myself and and uh the team that i built in in, in a couple of years uh, a couple of people are coming from the pharmaceutical industry so although uh, most of the business development people talked a lot with them uh, i've been really working uh for a pharmaceutical eh, for two pharmaceutical companies in different uh in different uh, uh sections so we could bring that knowledge to uh to usen and base our strategy on that second thing is that it was the bd team that asked for a quality strategy because they acknowledged how important this was for their sales strategy so imposing quality as a backbone was kind of something that they have been asking for. And I think the third one is that in the beginning we also joined a lot of uh, customer meetings and they could already see how I was also engaging with the customers, potential customers. So that I, I, I that were all, almost them, my previous uh, uh, colleagues. So uh, they saw me engaging with them and they saw that that was kind of... Uh, also really helping their process. And then I, maybe the fourth thing, yeah, and it's a little bit strange to tell that about yourself, but I've been a manager of a team, I think already um, for 10, 10 or 12 years now. So I've been managing people and I'm quite a people person. Um, so I think uh, me being there also direct manager and their people manager that I, nobody mentioned to me anything about that they had a hard time with that. So think the acceptance was really there so and everybody okay. took it in yeah and, and and it's what you mentioned right somehow they they must have noticed during their sales pitches uh trying to sell a service that was quality related they would get a lot of questions that they might not know how to answer them appropriately so having having support from quality um probably made a lot of sense to them right to, to incorporate yeah. that but because we really well select or train our people from quality to be really pragmatical and to really think about what the customer wants. And we train our BD people really on our quality strategy. You really also bring them much closer together much closer to because we are just one department. So that's yeah. uh, and that's maybe a separate thing from from pharmaceutical companies. And there it's a little bit harder to change, but. Um, especially from, from, from other companies like LSPs, I, I would definitely advise to not really set quality as a totally set. We need to be independent and we need to have an escalation line where we can say this, now we need to do something, but we need to be very much in cooperation with all the different departments. Because what I've seen go, well, maybe wrong with, me, with my previous career is that 
sometimes quality was involved at, at, at last and they had then had to say, well, this is not possible. And they were yeah. always the deal breaker. So they uh, need to so really be part of the organization. From the start uh, yeah. to, to identify where might be the gaps and not promise yeah. stuff. And then you also allow them, well, it's not a different species at them, but uh, <laughs> to come up with solutions during the process. So I think yeah, that's okay. a very important part. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the only thing is that, that, of course, business development and quality management might be uh, tracking very different KPIs, right? Uh, business development is all about yeah. deals. Uh, quality is more about, yeah, quality um, uh, events and, and all that. So, yeah, um, you, you, you still, you try to bring them closer together, but you still have your separate teams, right? To, to, to... Exactly. And what we see, so for, for the KPIs, the internal KPIs to say, so we you definitely use different KPIs. Well, because I'm, I'm leading the quality and, and the BD department for me, they're, they're combined. But we see the more uh, the quality is reaching their KPIs, the more uh, BD is supported to man, uh, be able to, to reach their KPIs. That's yeah. kind of how it works. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay. Shall we go to the next slide? Marlo, yes, you let's, let's do that. So talked uh, a little bit about uh, coming from a pharmaceutical company and take that knowledge to, to really develop a global uh, healthcare quality strategy, which was not really in place uh, before that. And what we are thinking about is like what, and, and this is mainly, uh, this is really focused on, on an LSP, which uses a logistic service uh, provider. What do they really want? They want a fully compliant service because if we're not compliant, there are many non-conformities and, and, and issues ongoing, which takes a lot of time and might at the end even lead to rejection of the product. That last one is of course something that we really want to prevent. Hmm. So st starting with a blank sheet, I said, okay, first uh, we need to um, really create a, a GDP standard, uh, which is acceptable for all customers uh, globally. So the EU GDP is, is really acceptable uh, by, by all uh, countries of this world. There are some countries uh, that have like China, some separate uh, requirements. We took the EU GDP standards because most of the customers accept this globally. And that we really created a standard for all of our business units, air, oceans, warehousing, uh, land transport. And then we said, okay, but now we have to really extend our GDP network because customers want to fly their products all over the world and they want the same quality management system, the same level of quality all around the world because it's still the same product. And they uh, they also, um, many of the big customers, they have the headquarters in, in Europe or in the US and they want that high standard globally. So what do we need to really make sure is that also internally, we really did GDP setup so that our facilities and our way of working was EU GDP compliant. But as you can imagine, we outsource a lot. So we, we outsource a lot to third parties. Think about airlines, uh, uh, ocean carriers. We don't have our own vessels or, or air, uh, airplanes. So we put a lot of focusing focus on, on third-party management to make sure that all our third parties that we use for healthcare are uh, following all the processes that we follow as well, huh? that we have the same quality level. Yep. And then still, what, what customers are expecting from us as well is that we think about uh, delaying before we start doing their shipments. So a root risk assessment is, is more and more required. 
that is bringing everything we know and to predict the risk. And also from our side to then eliminate this risk before starting the shipments. Um, that can be done by changing the route, using different carriers, but also we created a packaging project because there are a lot of, and I'm not going into this too much because there's a lot of types of active passive packaging where that you can uh, add to the shipments so that you can eliminate risk. Mm. Um, and a last part of, of, of the strategy, well, at least of the, of the steps, is really start working with uh, smart data loggers um, and link that to our 4PL uh, system that we've called Vantage so that our customers could see uh, um, traceability of the location at the, and the temperature during that uh, uh, all the uh, all those steps during the entire lane, and all the processes that we use for these steps and to to um, really try to get an end to end compliant GDP compliant lane for our customers. All those processes are kept in our EQMS because we went in this process. We also went from a paper QMS, which were different in all kinds of locations, to the EQMS, for which we, we uh, selected uh, SciLife. And besides the processes, also because, so I just also mentioned, is we are not perfect yet. And although we try to eliminate most of the risk before we start shipments, there will be some non conformities if it's by a third party, by yourselves, by even sometimes with the customers. So we also track them globally in, in our EQMS. And based on that, from a global point of view, we can track and, and, and do some trend analysis on what's happening. And of course, we will always do uh, preventive action. And based on this, we constantly do continuous improvement until at some point we are perfect. So going to a zero tolerance at some point. Yeah. So this is all very, very quality related. So can you explain maybe how this ties into your business development uh, strategy. So how do you use this? So if you look at what the customer really wants, so when you start talking to the customers, they ask for what, where, which our facilities are GDP compliant. Hmm. So, so yeah, that, that, that the question that comes to mind is how, how, if, uh, if some company wants to implement it in a certain, in a similar way, how would they go about doing that? Right. So I think you're mentioning it a little bit. It's really putting in place first, your whole quality system in a very logical way with a continuous improvement uh, cycle, and then using that to sell your service or, or could, could you say, uh, of course, this is, this is a seven step process for the continuous improvement part, but if, if uh, can, can you maybe explain the few steps that are required if somebody on the call says, this is very interesting, I would like to implement this in our company, where do I start? So depends a little bit of what kind of company they are working for, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, this, this is, these are really steps that uh, will, uh, are applicable for an LSP, uh, for a logistic service provider. Um, and what I would say is that, and I don't think, but not to give tips to our competitors, but anyway, <laughs> uh, this is quite out in the open anyway. I think there should be, first of all, a separate quality department for healthcare only. Uh, you see uh, in many companies, you have a compliance team. Think about ISO 9001. Houston also kind of developed their own um, 
QMS eh, that are going for all verticals. And with verticals, I mean also for retail, uh, um, technology. So they kind of have one compliance quality uh, strategy behind that. I think healthcare is so specific that you need, well, knowledgeable people. Uh, it sounds because that will include myself. Uh, you need knowledgeable people to set this strategy. So you really need a separate team, I think, with healthcare specialists and with a quality background. Um, and it doesn't mean that from there on, you can also uh, use some parts of the strategy for other verticals. So I think you have to have the separate team and it needs to be supported from GHQ, from, eh, from the global headquarters, because this is a global strategy. Uh, in many of the companies, still the opcos, the different countries are quite powerful and have their own PL. So, but if you're supported by GSQ and you have a good strategy, but still you need to convince your countries to really work with you. And there also you see a cooperation, which we didn't discuss yet before, between BD and quality, because sometimes as you can see in step two, where we want a certain opco slash country to develop, for example, a GDP licensed warehouse. It will mean investment. Hmm. Um, they will say, okay, we know that quality is, 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 is required. We know that this GDP lies, but it's still X amount of money. Then we work together with the BD, healthcare BD team, to make a return of investment like and build a pipeline for this potential um, investment to make sure that they can see, yeah, but within three years, it's very likely that you earn it all back and will really start making profit. So that's, again, the cooperation that's also really needed. So you need yeah. the knowledgeable people, you need a, a, a specific team, but you also really need support from, from the, the GHQ because you need to, to convince all participants. And what they always say, yeah, quality is not just the department. Everybody is responsible for quality. Absolutely, yeah. Innovation and digitalization and sustainability, but kind of now I'm doing it, didn't want to uh, mention sustainability because that's not a part of the discussion today. We can discuss that for another 20 uh, hours, but that's not a really uh, a core topic for quality, although we need to be part of this again. But innovation and digitalization, well, often go hand in hand, is really a request from our customers as well. It's still unbelievable that with pharma companies, and it's also partly our fault, but also uh, it's, it's uh, the, the companies play a role, that they develop like uh, gen-based products, but that still we work at orders in paper. We do root risk assessments on, on Excel. Excel is still kind of a, a huge <laughs> tool within the logistic business. And also, we thought if this is such an important topic, but also to be more professional and to work more efficiently, we really need to, to um, well, implement innovation in our strategy as well. Um, and last but not least, we decided to go from a paper QMS uh, to an eQMS, SILAP, as mentioned before. And uh, that is also really because we wanted, my task was also to really become global within quality. And because we have so many different countries and so many different countries joining our GDP network, we need to have an overview and we really need to work uh, more consistently and really on one system. Because you can imagine if you have 40 countries that are all have their different share points, there's no overview. No. So we want to be way more efficient. 
but also really more professional to uh, our customers. And from our own point of view, we need to have visibility of what's happening uh, with, with all the, the processes, uh, or the, the, the actual QMS, but also with all the events. Um, and we want all the people to really work into one system. And also, because we're working in one system, we have one consistent way and a way better way to report into our customer. Yeah, so this whole digitalization was was instrumental to get everybody on one page and and yeah, instill this quality mindset uh, and uh, integrate it into business development somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. So so just to to and I don't uh, I won't go over uh, um, it point by point, but also to to really yeah, we, once once we decided and that really is is also based on coming from. Uh, pharmaceutical companies an eqms was kind of a, a, a key um, and you i was already used to have what kind of, of benefits that will bring uh, i've always worked for global companies um, and having separate paper qms's in separate locations you can never have uh, um, you can never have the overview and a lot of emails and phone calls will be involved and it's just not Kind of, if, if you're paper as you almost can say it's almost not GDP compliant anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so this was one of the first things I put on the budget, and of course it's there. It's not when you put it on the budget that it's there uh, the day after. But what we already seen that we because our our GDP network is growing, and all com uh, countries that are part of our GDP network need to be on uh, the system on the EQMS on SciLife. Um, so that's an ongoing process, uh, but what we really see and um, is that we have way better visibility of everything what happened uh, also uh, on, on the events, so we can also follow up if, if, if they are closed or not, and specifically from where from a global point of view, for the global key accounts and the important accounts, we can really follow that closely. Uh, and for us, it's kind of the only tool we can use to really standardize our QMS. So still we will never have, in each facility, we will never have the exact same QMS because the activities, what are they doing different? Sometimes local legislation is a little bit different, hmm. but the, 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 the structure and, and the high level, we want to uh, have it standardized. Um, and that also that everybody is communicating within the system. You can imagine that if you have a paper form that, that they start, the complaint, the non-conformity is, is received in the UK. There is a paper form, well, they, 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 uh, a Word document. They will complete a bit. They will send it to China. China will do a little bit version control. You don't have a clue. Are we working with the same version? Um, and each opco is, is using a different kind of form. So it's, it's, it's uh, this chaos. will... Yeah, it's a chaos indeed. So this, especially when we want to be more standardized and we want to be really have a global strategy, it was kind of a, a must-have for mm -hmm. us. And then did you really transition from paper to, to this EQMS or or were you already have digital or hybrid with, with Word and PDF documents? How, how was that transition? Um, so we 
did have in some opcos have a custom made or a custom made in-house made uh, quality management system that was not validated um, um, and that was not really working well. It was also a little bit uh, out of date. So you can imagine when you have an audit from a, from a big customer, a pharmaceutical customer with a very high quality standards and you have an audit and of course the tour, et cetera, but the, 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 the document part, they want to show you on the big screen your system where you pull everything out. And, and then already when you start with such a non-validated in-house created, because that's not our core business system, where they can already see, hey, that's out of date, that's not working. Then before you even showed the document, they already have five findings on their head, noted on their paper. Yeah. Um, so what we see now is really... Um, not using the customer name, but anyway, we had a really important customer and project. Uh, uh, we got it assigned uh, like two weeks ago, and they did have. We had a two days workshop, and a part of it was uh, they went a little bit deeper than we expected because we thought it was high level. What are we going to do? But uh, they really did kind of a deep, deep dive in our documents, and we really uh, now that same quality managers is what that was working with our uh, local quality managers within Europe. It was working with that old system that was and he just pulled everything out could show how things were linked and which one and they were really impressed so mm. um that was so really so good to see yeah so you're really really using uh the eqms itself so Scilife in this case for the um, during audits to, to on screen show the auditor directly the data in your eqms yeah. uh, as opposed to what was happening before auditor would request something you would just go get that record, get that paper, get whatever file, and only present that. You feel comfortable just opening the EQMS and navigating through all your quality data within the system. That's it, right? Yeah, to, to be honest, I would not be feel comfortable because I'm not working with it that much. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but definitely the quality manager of a specific site and also uh, Astrid, uh, you know, well, uh, she's now heading up our, our uh, healthcare quality global team. Uh, they feel fully comfortable about that pulling yeah. and, and explaining and, and explaining how things are linked. Hmm. No, with 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 comfortable, I mean not because of uh, how how you, well you know the system, but we have customers, for example, that say that that come from paper, and that when we explain them that there is this uh, read-only user that you could even give a, a an auditor read-only user explain a few things and they can find a way through the system, they they literally tell us, "Are you crazy? We're not going to give access to all our quality data to some auditor. We're going to." show them only what they want what, what they are asking so so they don't find any gaps if they if they don't have to right so um uh, what what we've seen more and more is that that uh, customers feel perfectly comfortable to uh to show the data directly within the within the eqms um because everything is in it everything is linked everything is in check everything is compliant and and then you you can see again audits as a as a tool to to somebody else come in and, and find some gaps which are just opportunities for improvement again right that's that's yeah. how i see our audits our customer audit 
it's it's not i'm going to hide as much as possible and only show them the documents that they're asking so that they don't find anything it's really like oh okay you want to do an, an audit great we think we're we're doing great but if you find some gaps great <laughs> so we don't have to find them ourselves so here uh, let me show you right and, and go into the eqms uh, navigate everything that they want to see uh and 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 see what their what their report is like so um, yes, yes. So, so I would not. Uh, I still would like us to be in control, navigating through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but you more, share more because so, some documents need some explanation and and yeah. to see how, how we approached a certain uh, activities like temperature mapping and. Uh, but definitely, one I we feel I can say we feel totally comfortable to put it on a huge screen in front of yeah, all it. participants yeah. from the customers and go through the system to see. And before that, that was definitely not the case. Okay, okay. I think we really have to wrap up. We're a few minutes over time. Um, I would like to uh, thank everybody from, uh, for, for being here. I would like to thank Marluz for, for joining this and having this very interesting uh, presentation and conversation. Um, and with that, um, yeah, see you in, uh, in maybe in the next webinar or otherwise. Oh, more than welcome, uh, Philip. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. Want to continue the conversation? We're looking forward to your comments and feedback on our social media channels. We'll also let you know when the next episode of Science Boosters drops through these networks. If you're listening to this on a podcast player, don't forget to follow us. If you know someone else in the industry who would find this episode interesting, why not share it with them or with your network? A big shout out to everyone on the SciLife team who made this episode possible. Thanks for tuning in, and I'm looking forward to uncovering more life science knowledge with you soon. Mm -hmm.